This is Movie Zaggots. We take your favorite actors' movies and match them against each other in a head-to-head tournament to discover the best movie. And now your hosts, Chris Zimmerman and Marcus Murray. What is going on, you Zags? Happy New Year, happy 2020, a new decade ahead of us, and I am here, as always, for the relaunch with my boy, Chris Zimmerman. I mean, it's weird saying, as always, even though we're treating this like a new phase of zagging, but we've had some fun over the years, Chris, but I am ready for a new decade and lots of movies to talk about. What about you? I feel like we are the example of the intro of Bob's Burgers. Where it's like the grand reopening, the grand re-reopening, the grand re-re-re-reopening. But we we are here, man. We we started up again, having a blast, and then family stuff, holidays, work, everything through a wrench in the system. And all my content that I was putting out took a halt. I, I swear there was like uh, a four-week stretch there when it was like, oh, I'm sick. No, you're sick. Oh, my kid's sick. My kid's sick. It just, it was not working out. But that's what 2020 is all about. New year, new beginnings, fresh start. I'm ready to go. And man, you picked such a great topic to kind of reintroduce Zags into the world. And I, I can't wait to talk about it. So for, for anybody that's brand new to the show and anybody that's returning, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you love the, the show because we are just two gigantic movie nerds that love talking movies. We have worked together in the past, and now we are just colleagues in the entertainment space, bringing you great, fun content every single week from here on out. And uh, so <laughs> what, what we do on this show, in case you don't know, is we take typically an actor or director's top eight movies we put them in a March Madness style bracket, and then we make them face off to discover the best movie. Now, this is where it gets fun, because a long time ago we did, oh, what was it? The best picture winners of like mm-hmm. every decade. Yeah. And that was just insane. But we are in 2020. A decade has ended. So what we have done is we've increased the range of movies to include the top 16 movies of every year of the 2010s. So what we are going to be doing is we are going to be taking the top two, the finalists in every year, and that will be the ultimate final bracket. Oh, my God. Now, it's, it's, it's going to be so fun. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be 20 movies, which means there's going to be two, a couple rounds that are kind of like wild cards, right? Yeah, but for this purpose, what we've done is Marcus has sent me his eight, uh, 12, Sorry, just in case, mm-hmm. his twelve favorite movies, and I had my twelve favorite movies, and so we we took the ones that we had the same, and then whatever the difference was. So say if we had two movies that we both had in our top, you know, twelve or whatever, just it bound was. to happen. Yep, that's why. You know, we wanted each other's top eight, so it could be 16 even. Um, we had the excess just in case. So we then took that list and sent it off to our loyal people that help us rank all this. And we have come up with the definitive order of the top 16 movies of 2010. Oh, boy. And so, Chris, just so the listeners know, we're going to be doing this for the whole decade, every year. What, 2010 through 2019, yes. correct? So that means there are a, the next 11 episodes. Oh, baby. It's going to conclude, and we will pick up with Will Smith being the first actor we will, we will zag in 2020. Oh, and we're going to zag him hard. Uh, just a little plug for him. Bad Boys for Life. Can't wait. That's coming out soon. And that's that's one reason we decided to let's just start with the decade's best. That way we can include Bad Boys for Life when it comes time to, to zag the the Smithmeister. I don't know why I called Smith him that. Smithmeister. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been hanging around a bunch of different dads. I, know, yeah, it sounds like Holidays, it, it happens. Well, Smith is a dad. I don't think he's ever referred to himself as the Smithmeister. <laughs> oh, Probably boy. Not. Hey, I can call him the Smithmeister. He made Bright, which was terrible. He made Gemini Man, which was oh. eh. 
<laughs> well, all right, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's save that for the actual zag in t- yeah. three months, whatever it is. That's called the tease in the business. <laughs> so, are you ready to do this? I am ready to zag you zag. 2020 movie zaggits. Marcus and Chris, let's do it. Okay. So we have the number one seed, The Social Network, taking on number 16, The Other Guys. Oh, man. I uh, I feel kind of bad about this. I really like The Other Guys. You know, I, I have to say, like, yeah, this, this kind of, it kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> because, the, of course, Social Network is just going to completely blast The Other Guys. But... If you rewatch the other guys, it does not get enough credit. It doesn't. For how many great one-liners it has. The stupid Derek Jeter bit. The oh. the bye Sheila. All that <laughs> Alan, go inside. Gator. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I quote that movie more than I realized I quoted it. Um yeah, bye Sheila. Um <laughs> yeah, the whole um you know, the cop therapy scene where they're talking about people they shot. Bobby Cannavale is hysterical in that scene. Uh, yeah, because you shot Derek Jeter. <laughs> um, but it's really, it's a smart movie, too. I, I, I really like the um, the story, the twists that they have. The action scenes are pretty good, and it's super funny. But unfortunately for the other guys, it's going up against Social Network, which, you know, and here's another tease. Maybe not. I think it's one of the most definitive films of the decade, and it came out in 2010. And it's number one for a reason. It should have won the Best Picture Academy Award. Yes. I think we've talked about that before. Um, and it's the clear winner here. Although, I love the other guys. And uh, Mark Wahlberg flexing his comedy chops in this one. He, he did a phen- phenomenal job. Will Ferrell, great as always. Finally playing someone who isn't, like, super full of himself. More of a restrained character. Until, you know, like, Gator comes out and everything. But it has to be social network, unless yes. you think no, otherwise. No, uh, okay, of yeah. course not. And <laughs> I mean, there's so much to say about the social network, so we kind of don't really need to dive into that right. like right now, because that's just pretty. That's epic. Um, so, but yes, social network is 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 moving on because it's just a powerhouse of a movie, and I one thousand percent agree. It should have won. One million percent best picture but unfortunately tom hooper you know good thing he did cats now (laughs) well we'll talk about that movie uh coming up but let's move on to the next bracket we have uh right below this bracket number nine 127 hours versus number eight true grit okay so if, if i can take the reins on this real quick go for it true grit i enjoyed it when i watched it i was like man that was so good I loved it, and then I watched it again. I'm like, okay, it's still all right. And then I watch it again now, and I'm like, you're kind of not good. And then I watch 127 hours, and I'm like, every time I am just glued to mm-hmm. James Franco. I think he's perfect. It's it's one of those bottle movies that is immaculately done. The fake, you know, Tonight Show type thing that he does is hilarious right uh, i can't think of of a reason why 127 hours doesn't just destroy true grit in this the only thing i would give uh true grit uh true grit the edge over is just because of the discovery of Haley steinfeld and she's True. she's become such a you know an, a, a solid star she was phenomenal in this movie very young but i i agree with you chris uh I, I, I remember when I walked out of True Grit, I'm like, oh, yeah, she was really good. You know, Bridges, being Bridges, Damon, Brolin. And I just kind of, you know, forgot about it. Even come that Oscar season, I was like, eh, you know, I saw better movies. But 127 hours, the editing, you know, I, I just love that Danny Boyle style that he has. Uh, and the opening. Uh, the opening yeah. with, um, uh, what's the song called? Uh, Never, Hear Surf, Never Hear Surf Music Again. Yeah. I love that tune. I'd never heard it before the movie, but it is just, it's so good. I love it. And um, yeah, it, it's got to move on, right? Of course it does. I mean, him like sitting there, you know, sawing his arm off with a dull knife. It was intense. And I remember that more than 
I can't really remember a scene from True Grit, honestly. I'm sorry. So 127 hours, put it through. The only scene I really remember from True Grit is anything that was in the trailers. Mr. Gogburn, how many men have you shot? Shot. Kill. Just the normal now uh, Jeff Bridges. That's what I said. Yeah, pretty basic bridges. So 127 hours moves on. So let's go down below. Oh, my God. You can see this, right? Yeah, I can see. Okay. Yeah. Chris is updating uh, the screen for me with the brackets in real time. That is a new 2020 movie Zagats thing, by the way. Thank you for that. Wow. Move it. George Jetson over here. (laughs) Um, All right. We're going to the bracket number four, the town. Oh, baby. Versus number 13. A, I'm very curious to see if this made your original list. I don't think it did, Chris. This was a submission of mine from 2010. Number 13, the A-Team. I loved the A-Team, and it got such a bad rap, I think. What are your thoughts? Okay, I don't get the bad rap with the A-Team because, okay, it didn't make my list, but it was it's a movie that I own and that I watch, and I'm like, this is just so much fun. It was. It was a blast. There is nothing like, okay, uh, Rampage Jackson. Yeah, he's not great. But you got Charlton Copley, Liam Neeson, Bradley oh. Cooper. I mean, there's just the opening alone. The way Joe Carnahan directs and the edit. Yeah. Man, it's 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 my favorite word. It's a little gritty. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It is gritty. It is fun. And like you said, the cast, the chemistry. Even Rampage Jackson isn't that good. The rest of the cast carries him. Um, Charlton Copley is hysterical in this movie, doing the what the Blue Man Group, the Braveheart stuff. <laughs> I was dying. And yeah, this movie fizzled at the box office. Um, it, I think it only I, made like forty million opening weekend. Which is a shame. I don't understand. It is a crowd pleaser. It has tons of great action. It just, it. I really wish this movie got a second chance somewhere, like on Netflix or, you know, home. They're like it just kind of came and went, kind of like True Grit for me. You know, that came and went. But I can, I can recite many things from the A Team. But yeah, it, it got lost in the shuffle. Twenty ten was a strong year for movies because we go into the town at number four. Yes. Oh my. And, Gosh. I know you love a good heist movie. This movie, dude, I I loved it. This, I I, remember, uh, I saw it, I think, I know how you like to say you see Star Wars like six times opening weekend. I saw The Town three times in like two really? days. Did you really? Yeah, I loved it. Well, okay, so real quick, A-Team opened with $25 million and only made 77 Worldwide, 177 on a budget of 110 yeah, not good for a summer uh, action no, movie. No, not at all. Especially when it came out June oh, 9th. That's a that's a decent time. And then mm-hmm. the town, right? So you see Gone Baby Gone. It's like Ben Affleck directed that, really? The guy from Geely? And he <sighs> he worked so hard. I, I think worked so hard to make sure that all his, you know, uh all his efforts were into rebranding himself as a as a capable writer, director, and actor again. And the town solidified that more than anything. Absolutely. On all fronts, on everything you just said, uh, directing, acting, writing. Um, he, he carried the movie as the main character, um, <laughs> but his direction was just so precise, you know, and it was fun. And it's not a bloated movie. You know, I've seen bloated heist movies. Hot take. Heat's a little bloated. Sorry, guys. Um, oh my gosh, I agree. Yeah, all right. Uh, but the town is just man. It's a, a lean, great movie with great characters and great performances, and that stood out. And that came out, I want to say, like a month apart from Social Network. So I was just uh, like a pig and slop man when those movies oh, were coming out. Yeah. I was loving my life. I, I remember um, I screened it, and it's a mm-hmm. Thursday morning, and uh, my GM. Um, comes in and he's a guy who wants to know the end to everything. Mm-hmm. And so he comes in and he goes, and, and the movie's in the climax. And he says, has this happened yet? And I'm like, yeah. Has this happened? Yeah. And he's just quoting all these parts from the trailer. And he goes, has Ben Affleck done that thing with the machine gun in the, in the, in yeah. the van? And I'm like, yes. He's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, You're not as invested as me. And you're freaking out. This is 
That is, oh my goodness. Because you grew up right here. Same rules as I did. Get that in your head. <laughs> oh, man. Jeremy Renner. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah, town has to move on. I'm, I'm sorry, A-team. You're, I love you. You're ya. a great guilty pleasure, A-team. You're a great guilty pleasure. I'll always talk about you. Anyone wants to hit me up on Twitter and talk about A-team, please go ahead. <laughs> that movie doesn't get enough love. And, unfortunately, it's not getting any love here. But Well, uh, <sighs> c'est la vie. Fortunately for me, one of the highest movies on your list is higher than one of the movies on your list that I freaking hated. Oh. So we have below this the number 12 seed, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, mm-hmm. against number five, The Fighter. Whereas you have on the bracket, The Fighter. The Fighter. The Fighter. Oh, oops. I forgot <laughs> a T. No T. Fire. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. So. Uh, did I misunderstand you? Did you say you hated one Scott of these Pilgrim. movies? Scott you hated Pilgrim Scott Pilgrim. Is a garbage movie that is he- the most overrated, bloated, hipster piece of trash ever. You know what's funny? I I was this close to rewatching that this morning. I'm a little under the weather, you zags. So um, I've been wa- I've been a little movie binge. I decided to go with Drive, which maybe we'll talk about in a future episode. But uh, I rewatched The Fighter yesterday. Almost did Scott Pilgrim today. Okay, I I get your points because I felt the same way walking out of Scott Pilgrim the first time I watched it. <clears throat> but being such an Edgar Wright fan, I was like, all right, maybe I need to go back, give this another shot. Yes, the movie's super hipsterish. The music, the dialogue. But the editing and the the visuals are just stunning. Oh, I'll give it fantastic. that. Fantastic, yes. And uh, there, Chris it's Evans such... is the best part of that movie. <laughs> just that the, one moment with the universal uh, uh, intro. Yeah, <laughs> the, the orchestra play. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Scott Pilgrim. You know, I like the A team better than Scott Pilgrim. Oh, thank so. God. <laughs> but I mean, it's the fighter, right? It is the fighter, man. It is the fighter, and um, we can save the talk for the next round because that is just a brutal round we have set up. Uh, the fighter, Christian Bale deserved that Oscar for sure, and uh, so did Melissa Leo, and, and we'll get to that, man. Oh, my God, that was a brutal round we got going. It got new teeth. <sighs> oh, All my right, gosh. Oh, my oh. gosh. I, I wasn't paying attention to who's going to be up against each other as we were doing this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is brutal. So that's on the left side of the bracket. Let's move up to the right. We have uh, the number two movie of 2010, Inception. Chris Nolan's Inception versus the number 15 seed, Four Lions. Interesting. That, my choice. See, so here's what's great is Marcus knows the movies that were on his. And yes. So he knows which ones I've added and vice versa, obviously. Four Lions was definitely one of my picks. Because I thought this was one of the most brilliantly written, hilarious movies starring Riz Ahmed. Um, I love this movie for some reason. (laughs) Now, I didn't see this movie. I'd done a podcast episode uh, with Spencer Gilbert, who's a writer at Screen Junkies, does honest trailers and everything. And we did the, um, what was it, the top seven dark comedies. And he told me about this movie. And it's four British terrorists set out to train for and commit an act of terror. <laughs> Which right now might be I mean, be that's a, little... a great feel-good premise to me. <laughs> and and right now, with all these World War Three memes going around, might not be the best movie uh, to, to watch, but it's hysterical. Um, I know it's probably the most least viewed movie that could be on this list. Um, and going against Inception... It's just, there's no, there's absolutely no chance. And I mean, these were both, I'm heavy in my corner. So obviously Inception moves on. There's so many things about this movie. And I know that it's going to face off probably against something. Yes, yes. Uh, All the uh, the listeners are in for a treat coming up. Do you still have your Inception poster up in your office? So um, I had my posters up. And I have three posters, and then all of a sudden, they all three, within five minutes of each other, fell to the ground. No. And all the posters, cr- poster um, frames cracked. So I've got There Will Be Blood, Inception, and Midsommar just oh, sitting baby. there. 
Oh man, thank you, Billy I, W. I thought you didn't up. like There Will Be Blood. Maybe I'm confusing. That you is my somebody. favorite movie of all time. Yeah, that's right. Star that's right. Wars. Yeah, I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. I think Midsommar might be in my top ten. Oh baby, we'll talk about that <laughs> in the 2019 episode in a few weeks. Zags, get ready for that. So we're gonna um, move down, right? Or do you oh, have by anything? the way, uh, people who didn't uh, listen, I, that episode might still be up. Midsummer was what our movie of the summer. It was the movie <laughs> yeah, of baby. the summer. Make so. sure you go back and listen to that though, because there are a lot of good discussions about Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, baby, <laughs> and some of that stuff. Star Wars take, take presents it away the Mandalorian. The <laughs> <laughs> That's inside joke. All right, I'm I'm absolutely in love with this next bracket. We're either. Chris, you're not not either. We're going to piss a lot of people off, and I'm, but we're also going to make a lot of people happy. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. We're on the same page. Like Chris and I, we're you know we're skyping right now doing this, and I just looked into the camera, and I he looked back at me, and we already know where this is going. We have this bracket number seven, the King's Speech versus number ten, Jackass 3D. And Chris, stupid. Chris has already moved a movie. Chris, tell me, when it comes to the best movies of the year 2010, why does Jackass 3D advance over the Oscar winner for Best Picture? The Hi, King's I'm Speech. Chris Everman. Welcome to Movie Zaggots. <laughs> that needs to be the new. <laughs> Jackass 3D was a revelation of humor. The oh. King's Speech is the most oscar bait formulaic crap movie but jackass 3 has a poop volcano (laughs) 3d dildos super glue removing hair off of people yes there is so much just raw comedy in jackass 3 when the little people go into the bar oh my gosh the cops and oh, just <laughs> little you miniature know, I, cops kid. i mean you know this about me my, my <laughs> big thing with movies especially you know with doing lists like this or legacy rewatchability how memorable is it dude i can almost name you every skit from jackass 3d dude. the king speech look i i won't go as far as say it's a crap movie um but definitely well, oscar baity over exactly i know definitely oscar baity um you know colin firth was fantastic in the film but Dude, Jackass 3D was a revelation, like you said. That's such a great <laughs> word for it. All right, so you're going to get mad at me again. You get mad at me sometimes when I say things like this. So I have a five-year-old son. No! We recently, we recently rewatched this Oh, film. my gosh. What is wrong with you? I, I skipped a few bits. But no, he, you I'm, didn't. Yes, I did. There were three that I – like two – Maybe one I skipped. There was none. Uh, <laughs> you horrible he, parent. He made me rewatch. We rewatched the uh, porta potty slingshot probably about five times. Uh, he, I've never seen my son cry with laughter as much as that. <laughs> um, yes. So a movie with a porta potty slingshot against a prestige Oscar film. Put it through, baby. Jackass yes. three. What an upset. The true best picture of that year, besides Social Network. Uh, okay, so Jackass 3 moves on, and now we have the number three seed, Black Swan, against number 14, Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. Great Chris, White Buffalo. I want you to answer a question for me. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to ask you a question about me. Let's see if you know me. What movie have I rewatched more, Hot Tub Time Machine or Black Swan? Well, knowing how dirty you are, I would say <laughs> Black Swan because of... Ooh. Well, I, I didn't say scenes. Okay. <laughs> well, okay certainly so a scene how in many Black scenes Swan, have you rewatched in Black Swan for about 60 <laughs> seconds? Um, that okay. long? <laughs> uh, dude, but Black Swan, I've watched 10 times more than Hot Tub Time Machine. I've seen Hot Tub Time Machine twice. It doesn't. It it couldn't make my list. Yeah, and when you're going up against Jackass three, you know, in terms of comedies for the year, even the other guys, I'd put the other guys above Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, you know, fun movie, fun premise. Um, I walked out of the sequel. Walked out of it. Really? Uh, oh yeah, I couldn't do it. I Twenty minutes in, I'm like, nope, not wasting my time. Now, did Steve, time- did Steve Pink direct the sequel too? Uh, I don't know. You have to pull up some IMDb. <coughs> I, I've just like tried to erase that movie from my memory. 
Um, and I realized how big of a part John Cusack played for me, even though he was totally phoning it in in Hot Tub Time Machine. Right. I think that added to the charm of the movie, Oh, my though. gosh. But, dude, yeah, Black Swan is fantastic. Uh, great psychological thriller. And uh, I love the visuals in that movie. Um, the performances. Natalie Portman is fantastic. Even Mila Swan. Kunis, who I'm not a big fan of. Really? She is. So Mila Kunis good. is super solid, man. Think about all the good movies you've seen her in. That. That. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, yeah. Two. Uh. Uh, oh God! I just I was just uh, hearing about this the other day. Um, you know, spy you dumped me. I uh, no, that was forgettable. Ted. Hmm. No, no. Ted makes Ted. Yeah, I mean, duh. But um, okay. So but Mila Black... Kunis is solid. In this and... movie, she's amazing. Black Swan but, yeah. moves on, right? Of course. I mean, but yeah, this is Natalie scene. Portman's show. Oh, my gosh. oh baby, that's so brutal. <coughs> Man. So uh, Black Swan beats out Hot Tub Time Machine. And the next in this is... You couldn't get two opposite <laughs> <laughs> movies against One of the each most other. depressing, like, just, good Lord, how dark can this relationship movie go? Toy Story 3, not that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Blue Valentine, number 11, versus number 6, Toy Story 3. Dude, I mean, how, this is like this isn't even comparing apples to oranges. No, like, this is <laughs> apples to depression medication. <laughs> I mean, dude, I haven't gone through a divorce myself, and you know, Blue Valentine is definitely not the feel-good movie of the year, and it will certainly bring you back to places you never want to be again. Uh, but you can't discount. Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams, just what they do. I feel like this movie didn't get a lot of awards love that it should have when it came out. Did it get snubbed? I want to say it got snubbed. I mean, what? We're 10 years removed now from this Oscar season. Um, Here's here's the issue with Blue Valentine. And for anybody that hasn't seen it, it is a remarkable movie that is just so beautiful and upsetting at the same mm -hmm. time. And it only got nominated for one Oscar. And I think it was Michelle Williams. Um, I'm double checking if my computer can actually go at a decent pace. Um, but I, I think the the one of the big reasons, yes, Michelle Williams, which mm -hmm. how did Ryan Gosling not get a nomination right. for this too? Uh, I think one of the big reasons this didn't get any love whatsoever from anything else was because upon release, um, it was rated NC-17. Yeah. And if you watch it, there's nothing NC-17 worthy about that rating. It's it's an act that occurs to Michelle Williams' character. It's not rape or anything like that, which you might you know deduce by how I'm speaking. Um, but it is so emotionally visceral mm -hmm. that I think it just makes you just uh, it makes you churn inside. Yeah. And I think I think it was how people were feeling that caused these uh, AMA guys or MPA guys to um, uh, rate it what they did. Yeah, no, and that's unfortunate because you know a lot of people missed out on a lot of good performances, including myself. I didn't see this movie till about five years after the fact, Oof. and you know it, it's a devastating film. So. I, I really don't want to talk about it. I like Toy Story 3. <laughs> well, here, here's the last thing I'll say is that I actually used a monologue of Ryan Gosling's from Blue Valentine when I auditioned for like a super serious role uh, for, for a play. Oh, and yeah? I, and I ended up getting it. <gasps> you got the part. Boom. And ironically, it was about abortion. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but, okay. You can't, as good as that movie is, and this was a and my you were injecting so much fun into movie Zagat's 2020 <laughs> with terrorists and abortions. I just, yeah, good for you, man. This, you, this movie's great. It was my you're selection. You're so gritty. But <laughs> shut up. But <laughs> Toy Story 3, also, I think my selection. I don't think it was on yours. It was not. Uh, I'm looking. Oh, wow. I don't know how I mean, 2020 was a strong year. Uh, oh, A Team's in there over Toy Story, though, right? That's so <laughs> yeah. sad. Yeah, baby. But Toy Story 3 is just so good, and it caps that trilogy so well. It really does. And, dude, I was crying like a baby at the end. You 100%. Know, you know, I, I screened it. 
So it was a good thing I was alone in that auditorium because, dude, I was a blubbering <coughs> mess. And so, that, that scene is just so good with Andy playing with the toys one last time, giving it away. Ten-year-old spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and, uh, of course, all the memes that come out of that scene, too, I'm a big fan. But, yeah, Toy Story should move on. You know, Blue Valentine, phenomenal film. But in terms of legacy, Toy Story 3, man. 100%. Perfect cap. Perfect capture trilogy. So that concludes the first round of the entire bracket. And I'm looking at the movies that are going to face off right side of the bracket. Inception against Jackass 3, Black Swan against Toy Story 3. That's not that difficult for me. But the left side of the bracket, this is where Mm. it's going to be a little harder. Um, Not too much, but a little bit. A little bit, yes. So we're moving back to the left side of the bracket. We have still the number one seed, the social network against... Number nine, 127 hours. I mean, you know, kind of just looking at the way the bracket's laid out right now, this kind of looks like a year the Oscars kind of got it right. I'm seeing a lot of films that were nominated for Best Picture on here. Yes, the only odd one on our list is Jackass 3. (laughs) Which is a travesty. Yes. I mean, if Toy Story 3 can get nominated for Best Picture, which it did. All right. (laughs) So, Social Network against 127 hours. Now, if, if I may, Social Network was number one on your list. Yes. It was not for me. But it was above 127 hours. And that's for a damn good reason. Is that that cast and the writing, the direction, the cinematography, everything mm. about that works on such an immaculate level that it is a near-perfect movie. It is a near-perfect movie. I just, like you said, everything coalesces phenomenally, you know, Aaron Sorkin's script is the best. Uh, the dialogue is just, you know, it's so Sorkin-y, but it just fits. And David Fincher's direction and the music, dude, the oh music. And I, I love that, that soundtrack. Just on its own. Uh, you can listen to a track and you know exactly what part of the movie that is. And it just takes you a different place. It has this propulsive energy um, or like this kind of like somber, like, Almost melancholy feeling, um, especially at the beginning when you know uh, Mark Zuckerberg's just walking around the campus at Harvard. Oh my goodness! It's uh, that should be the most boring opening credit sequence ever. It's just some guy walking around a college. But I'm glued but, to it, right? Uh, everything about that is perfect. And yeah, 127 hours has a lot of kinetic energy and also a lot of you know reflective pieces in that film. You know, it's James Franco stuck under a rock for an hour and a half. But when put up against Social Network, it doesn't stand a chance. Oh, there you go. Are we allowed to use that? Is that Kesha? No. <laughs> I thought you were trolling me for a second. I thought you were putting on TikTok trying to call oh me out. Oh, my gosh. If there's, an, if there's something I, I don't hate more than the King's or Scott Pilgrim, if there's something I hate more than that, it's freaking TikTok. The song or the app? The app. Okay. You said TikTok, and it immediately made me think of the app. Anyway. All right. No. So no endorsements or sponsorships from TikTok. Thanks nope. for burning that bridge, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> Social network moves on. Now, that isn't to say that 127 Hours is not a great movie, because it is. And um, uh, James Franco completely departs from everything else we had seen him in. But it's still, I still only saw James Franco, right? Oh, he is fantastic. So, yeah. All right. So, had to give a little credit to that. But now, my gosh. This is the toughest category just looking at the brackets for me. The town versus the fighter. Now, All right. Well, we talked about the town a little bit. I, I really want to discuss the fighter. So, okay. The movie is a little lucky. Tonight, as of this recording, because I just rewatched it yesterday, and the performances, the editing, the script, the direction, this is another one, just like Social Network. And it kind of came, you know, I think Social Network was like end of September, uh, Town was October, Fighter, I want to say it was late November, early December. So boom, boom, boom. I got these three phenomenal films, and I think the Fighter, I... That was another one I couldn't get enough of. I saw it like three times. I absolutely loved it. And Christian Bale definitely deserved that Oscar. Melissa Leo definitely deserved that Oscar. Her character is so frustrating, especially watch, re-watching it yesterday. 
that mom, she loves Dickie Eglin so much over Mickey Ward. It is sickening. Amy Adams, my gosh. Charlene, that girl from the bar. That MTV girl from the bar, Charlene. What does that mean, MTV girl? Skank. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, she's great. She holds her own, um, you know, against Melissa Leo and the sisters. Um, But here's the thing. Here's the thing for me is I did rewatch The Town about a week ago. Nice. For no reason. We hadn't even decided to do this yet. <laughs> so uh, I rewatched The Town. And if there's anything about The Fighter, it's that everybody overshadows the lead. Very true. And if there's anything about The Town, everybody is on the same level, if not elevated, by Ben Affleck's performance. I, well, I, I could kind of throw that back at you because like, I even watched The Fighter with that in mind going, you know, I don't feel like I ever gave like Mark Wahlberg a chance. Let's kind of zero in on him. And everyone has to be these big kind of, you know, bigger than life characters around Mickey because Mickey's just trying to hold everything together. So, yeah, they get, you know, Melissa Leo, Amy Adams, Christian Bale, they get the more showy roles. But, you know, Mark Wahlberg's very soft-spoken and very introverted almost and when he lets out you know the rage especially when dickie comes back from prison like i i think it's really earned i really feel it whereas the town i wanted more from that scene really oh i thought it's great he's like just like punching you know his brother like super hard i wanted from that scene i wanted planes trains and automobiles oh steve Steve martin Martin finally (laughs) starts swearing that's what i wanted and that's what i didn't get to me there's there's more there's more that makes the town a, a a stronger movie than the fighter the fighter relies only on performances to be good and there's there's the twists, there's the the immaculate writing and storytelling uh, visually with the town to keep the secret from, um, uh, gosh, what's her real name? Who, Rebecca Hall? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Rachel was stuck in my head for some reason. Um, to me, there's so much that goes into the town that I didn't get from the fighter for some reason. Really? I just thought the the fighter, I mean, both, you know, Boston-esque set movies, Charlestown, Lowell. um, I I feel like the fighter is, you know, puts you there in that setting a little bit better than the town does, even though the movie's called The Town. Um, I just feel, you know, it's very street level. It is very gritty. Um, I like how they do the fights with the HBO cameras. And, you know, the town, I'm, I'm really, as far as characters go... They're not sticking in my craw as much as, you know, the fighter is. And, of course, you know, I just watched the movie yesterday, so but maybe it's, it's a little unfair. But it's also real-life characters. Like, they're yeah. based on real people. It's a little easier to kind of sit with that. I mean, where do you put the town up against other heist movies? So, you know, our favorite heist movies are, uh, I probably what, put Ocean's Eleven? Two. Right behind Ocean's? Yeah. And Ocean's just because it's it's so damn fun. Oceans is great. <laughs> I mean that that was just such a fun movie. I, I can't, I can't, I can't meet you on the fighter. We I went, can't meet you on this one okay. either. Yeah. So, uh, so in this situation, usually one of us will kind of secede to the other and be like, okay, you know, I can see that. But every once in a while, we get into a stalemate, and we can't do it. So what we do is we call a friend or sometimes a fan. So if you want to be a phone, a zag, mm. um, then just let us know and we will be happy to, uh, to get you on the list. So we are going to try, we're going to try somebody here. Oh, are, are you yes. Ready? I'm ready. I'm so excited. We haven't phoned a zag in such a long time. This I know this, this is going to be, we'll see if he answers. Please. God. Town. Jack Draper. Christopher. How are you? Good, good. I'm on the phone with uh, with somebody special here. Uh-huh. You're on with Marcus and myself. Yeah! 
another reboot. <laughs> That's it's only the second one. Reboot two, three, four, five. That's how you stay alive in this business. Right, <laughs> you just kind of keep recycling old material and. Uh, if the MCU you know, can do it with every freaking movie, it's working me, for Ghostbusters. Any franchise can do it successfully or unsuccessfully. I think that means that movie goddamn Saggots can do it. Yes. That's right, Ooh, baby. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's a t-shirt right, that's a t-shirt right there. Anyway. I have some good memories with this first run through of this show. I have some good memories. Well, you know, life happens. And uh, <laughs> right, right now, see, Marcus, I think both Jack and I are in a bit of a state of depression. <laughs> As usual. Because our boys <sighs> just got knocked out of the wild card. Okay. Oh, oh! You poor Patriots fans with your six Super is, Bowl rings. Is this oh, how oh, you yeah. guys feel all the time? Because this sucks. No, we feel worse. <laughs> Listen, Marcus. I think that Chris and I are just so used to being so good all the time that we're like, I think that TB was like, all right. Listen, I better give it to someone else for like one year. Just he's being modest. Well, you see, guys are going to love Marcus Mariota as your quarterback next season. <laughs> Just get ready. No, if anybody, it's going to be Josh Rosen. But <gasps> the goat. TB12 is coming back. And here's what I think. I <laughs> That's think, a charger. Uh, I think old Belichick. Because he's immortal. Yes. Belichick <laughs> lost on purpose to get a higher placement in the draft to get more weapons for Brady. Just saying. <sighs> You know, this is classic movie Zaggots. The, the <laughs> podcast is movie Zaggots. We call a Zag for the first time in a long time, and we derailed into football talk. I love it. All right, so, Jack Draper, we need your help. We're at an impasse. Which is the better movie and deserves to move on? Is it The Town or The Fighter? Is the, uh, who is this? You don't need to worry about that. Oh. <laughs> it, it's 2010. We're doing the decade. Oh, okay. Um, I've seen I mean, you're from Boston. You should know. You what? I've seen one of these more recently. Okay. So I think recency bias has a factor into it. Uh, should I say which one? Yes. I don't care. Give, no, us, okay. give us your selection and give the reasoning. Or give the reasoning, then the selection. Okay. I'm going the town. And that is because of recency bias. Uh, I saw the town maybe four months ago, and I think I saw the fighter four years ago. And um, I think this is just like unfair. Like I've seen both of them. I think it's a good call <laughs> that this isn't like I, I haven't seen one of them. Um, but yeah, the town is really really good. It's um, it's a solid thriller that has a really great. Renner performance and a Blake Lively performance and mm. um, yeah I think that it, it as Chris and I would know we it uses its location to its greatest extent and um, I think it has a lot more on its mind than people may remember it for Oof. well the amount of middle fingers exchanged via camera between Marcus and myself was fantastic <laughs> and it uh it initiated with him because he was on the fighter and i was on the town so oh thank yeah. you thank you jack nice. draper of course anytime classic i'm, I'm happy to to, call, to come in and uh dethrone marcus yes. no yes <laughs> but you know I mean, we probably should have given it to the fighter because he likes the cardinals and god knows they need help yeah, all that we got it, baby. Yeah. Murray, the goat. <laughs> yes, you got right, an Oompa right. Loompa as your QB. Congratulations. Right. Easier to cuddle with. Talk to yourself about the Cardinals. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, if I could have a word before I go. Yes. Um, I have a podcast now. Ooh. I do. Um, Where can we listen to it? It's a. It's about the decade, actually. Conveniently enough. Ironic. The 2010s. And um, we are doing Best Picture winners right now. It's called Exiting Through the 2010s. It's available wherever you find your podcasts. Excellent. Exiting Through the uh, yeah. 2010s, fantastic. Is Jackass3D on that list? Because we definitely got snubbed <laughs> by the Oscars. We talked about it. Yeah, it goes. it actually goes Birdman, Spotlight, Jackass, Moonlight, Shape of Water. Fantastic. Like that, but it's... 
indisclosed Ugh. occasionally. Good. <laughs> well, I can't listen on principle now. I'm listening. I'm and kidding. you picked Chris. That's a guy you picked. All right, great. So, you, pa- you Pats fans. Exiting through the 2010s. Check it out. Support Jack Draper. And uh, thank you so much, man. Yeah, of course. Have a great night, guys. You too. Thank you, Jack. All right. So the town moves on. My gosh, I am so happy. Good. I mean. <laughs> did you enjoy my little attempt of doing a Jonah Hill super bad? That was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hard holding the phone and all that stuff. Anyway, the town moves on. Gosh, to I mean. The does, semis. Does, doesn't matter. All right. So moving. Right. Moving back to the right side of the bracket, we have, what do we got? We have Inception versus Jackass 3D, baby. And I'm ready to give this to a a director who has, over many decades of film, just produced great product, tried to take risks, tried to tell new stories, but also... Keep it familiar and fun. And, of course, I am talking about Jeff, Jeff Tremaine. Tremaine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if there's no. consistency, if you want consistency in your directors, he's got it. Think about the trilogy of Jackass. and just uh, There's something for everyone in those three movies. There's not a lull. It, 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 it's, it's one of the great film trilogies, probably better than anything Star Wars has thrown at us in recent years. Uh, that, that was a dig at you. Um, all jokes aside, Jackass, you. Jackass three. I'm sorry, your time is up. Inception has to go through. Oh my goodness! And yeah, I. This is kind of what I was hoping for in the final four so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Depending on how this next one turns out. My goodness. But we drop to the bottom. We have Black Swan. Against Toy Story three. Look at Toy Story going up against like these really like <laughs> depressing like dark movies. <laughs> Blue Valentine and now Black Swan. Okay, this this is where you know Woody and Buzz's story ends for me. So we oh, oh for you I was like <laughs> so we think. You're not a big Toy Story four uh, no, apologist. No 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about in the bracket. Uh, I love Toy Story 4, but against Black Swan, which was one of my favorites of 2010, it was actually my number two movie of the whole year. Uh, there is so much about that movie that is just so tantalizing mm-hmm. that I cannot look away. It's it's one of those that if we were still in that era of if it's on TV, I'll watch it, you know, Really, I don't think I could dive into like bl- middle of Black Swan like oh, on easily on like easily. FX <laughs> FXX. Yeah, uh, you know, Toy Story three didn't even make my initial top twelve. I mean, I don't know how that happened, but yeah, I mean, eh, that was a strong year for movies. So put Black Swan in. Yes. I'll, yeah, I'll give it to you. Thank you. I, I don't feel as strong about these movies as some other ones on the list. So go for it. Black Swan moves on beating out Toy Story 3. Now here's just one last thing. Toy Story 3 needs one and two in order to survive and stand on its own. Black Swan doesn't need anything. It's it's Agreed. its own thing. All right. So in the finals, my goodness, social semifinals. Network, sorry. Yes. Semifinals, social network against the town and inception against Black Swan. Starting with social network against the town where where are you at? I think I know. I mean, you have to considering, you know, social networks. I called it one of the definitive films of the decade. Um, the Town, super great heist movie, but as you saw, I love the fighter more than The Town. I got to go social network, man. Just a near perfect movie and The Town was probably like and that's me nitpicking it. Probably like 15 minutes too long. Whereas social I network, I, 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 with social network, I could have stayed in that world for hours. I agree. So as much as I fought for the town, it was only going to lose to the social network. Right, but hey, we got Jack Draper on the show, which I love. So good for him. All right, Inception against Black Swan. I fought for Black Swan going against Toy Story three, but I can't. 
I can't. You you don't have a black swan poster up in your office, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Inception. It's Inception. Inception. It is Inception. I can't. I don't know what else to say. It's got Inception. All right, so we get to the finals, and oh boy, you know, I I thought this might happen. I wasn't sure, but dude, two director heavyweights. Wait, we were so lucky in 2010 to get a movie from Fincher and Chris Nolan, man, and just not just any movies, like both. Dare I say masterpieces? They're oh yeah, phenomenal. And and I'm looking at this, and not just these two directors, because we also got 127 Hours from Danny Boyle, Jackass 3D from Jeff <laughs> Tremaine, <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's best film by my standards, Black Swan. Um, although I did like Mother. Um, oh, oh, really? Has I to be. Did. I did. I don't know why I was so polarized. Anyway. Uh, Social network against Inception. What a duo right here. My goodness. And this is where you and I will be stuck yet again. again. Yet again. I ha- I will pick social network 10 times out of 10 over Inception. I will pick Inception. I know. <laughs> 10 times out of 10 over social network. I, I know. There's so much I want to say about Inception, why I think it's perfect, why I think it's Nolan's best movie. Well, go for it. We haven't really talked about it Okay. Here. There's so many qualities to Inception and Nolan's writing and storytelling that make it so perfect because you have to establish this world where this happens, going into people's dreams happens, planting ideas, extremely rare and difficult happens, stealing thoughts, ideas, and all that stuff occurs. And instead of going the route of cheap exposition, you know, back in the day, <laughs> you know, nothing like that, it, it just puts you in this world. This is where you're at. This is what's, what's capable. Deal with it. And you, as an audience member, have to be patient. You have to, you you have to peel back all the layers, just like all the dream layers they go into, in order to discover so many things. The Social Network is a great movie. It's acted great. It's directed great. Cinematography, music, all that stuff. But Inception does something greater than the Social Network, which is the longevity of the movie, especially discussion amongst movie fans, not just Nolanoids. Okay. Uh, Nolanoids. <laughs> Just made that up on the spot. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Thank you. I, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's there's so much to talk about beyond just did the top fall or did it remain spinning. There's there's so much beyond that. There's and and this is a world that and I respect Nolan so much that this was not a tentpole and the start of a massive franchise that was just going to fall off the rails. This is a perfect example of how a movie can be great, make a lot of money, get nominations, and stand on its own. Isn't it part of the franchise, though? Isn't that Nolan's thing is just time, memento, inception, 1917. Looks like Tenet's going to have some time stuff coming up. Tenet looks great. It does. Oh, boy, I can't that wait. That looks Look. so wacky. <laughs> but, but if you're going to say time is Nolan's franchise, then, then just the Tarantino has his own franchise of the Tarantino universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hated once upon a time. In Hollywood. Oh, I uh, know you did. <laughs> so, but for me, there's, there's so many different elements that had to work perfectly in order for social, for inception to work. Whereas social network was just a well-written story based off, you know, quote inspired by in true, true events. Um, most of the bullet points being inaccurate in the movie anyway. Well, that's fine. I'm not like watching, you know, theatrical, like, you know, narrative movies for you know, 100% truth. Um, sort of documentary. Before. Social Network destroys Inception on characters, character development, character interaction. I can, I can only remember one name from Inception. It's Cobb. Um, oh, Cobb, Arthur, yeah. Eames, Ariadne. It, I have no idea who plays who. Oh, uh, yes, you do. I've, You're I've lying. seen the movie so many times. No, You're so Saito. <laughs> Can you guess who that one is? Yeah. Wow. I'm not. I'm not touching that one. Um, 
look, Inception was great for giving us the Leonardo, you know, squinty-eyed meme. Um, but the characters, like, look, his motivation for, you know, his wife and <laughs> it, look, it's it's fine. It's good storytelling and it's super original. I love the dreams. I love the visuals. Super original. But let's get down to the brass tacks, and we're talking about, you know, the formation of probably the most influential thing in our lives, at least modern, you know, U.S. history, world history, the formation of Facebook and how this came about. Um, And just how many people Zuckerberg kind of like screwed over. And the movie doesn't paint him as the awesome protagonist, you know. He is not a good person. And it's just so captivating to watch. And, you know, Jesse Eisenberg has played pretty much the same character in all his movies, but this is him, you know, to at his apex almost. Um, Andrew Garfield's great. Um, but yeah, the Sorkin writing, the Fincher direction, the music. I will maybe give the edge, I won't say the edge, but Inception as far as score versus score, I mean, they're both right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. That hot zipper, dude. Okay. I'm not budging. I'm not budging, so... We're gonna. Uh, you got another zag lined up for us to decide the best movie of 2010. Yes. Hello, Joanne. Oh. Yeah. I need your ah, help. I mean, who is that? Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> you are. Uh, you are on movie zagets with myself oh, and yay. Marcus. Yes. So we need your help because we are at an impasse. Okay, I hope I've seen the movies. I hope I've seen the movies. Okay, what is the better movie of 2010? Is it The Social mm-hmm. Network or Inception? Wow, those are just so not comparable movies in a, in a weird way. But in my opinion, it's Inception. <laughs> Will you explain why? I just think it did more <laughs> as a movie. Um, in I, I'm I, I mean, admittedly, I'm not the biggest Sorkin fan in the world. Um, I'm not the biggest Jesse Eisenberg fan in the world. Um, I did like that movie. I appreciate what it did and what it was. But Inception was like a, a was more. It was an experience. I liked all the acting in it. I, there was never a part where I was like, I'm done with this. And that hit me a few times during social network. So, wow. Well, thank yeah. you, thank You're you so much. You're never gonna speak to me again, are you? Uh, no, because I was on the Inception side. Oh, you? Oh, okay. Well, then suck it, other guy. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you are. You will still be hired for the next bowl games that I do. So, Woo. <laughs> thank you, Joanne. You're welcome. Bye. Oh, you know, Joanne, more like blow Anne. There's moments in one's life when the Patriots get kicked out of the wild card and you think, my goodness, what is going to bring me up from something I haven't felt in 10 years? What? what? And then a moment like tonight happens where not once and not only twice, but the deciding factor for the best movie of 2010 movies i get certified is inception i mean it it feels good that you know you model your movie zackets off bill belichick you know texting people off camera hey i'm gonna call you and you're gonna pick this movie that's what Uh, you did bill you you want to you want proof that i did not no i'm giving you a hard time look inception's a great movie um, you know, Social Network, Inception, Jackass 3D, phenomenal 2010. <laughs> what a great way to kick off the decade. I hope 2020 delivers the same. And uh, I- I'm very excited. But yeah, Chris, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're rebooted. And I'm glad you have all these friends who have the same opinions as you. It's great. I was I was legit nervous about that one. <laughs> just because Social Network is, is such a great movie. I'm not knocking it. Inception is just better. And uh, so, but so, I mean, that's it, right? 
That's it, man. That, that's it. You guys, thank you so much for staying with us. I think this has been the longest episode we've done since Johnny Depp. Uh, oh, boy. Our very first episode, which was an hour and a half. Jeez. <laughs> and... Well- uh, well, at least hopefully you've made this entertaining. We're uh, like we're at an hour, so I'm gonna get it in there. Please follow me on Twitter at Murray Marcus 2020. I'm making this happen with Movie Zagats. My letterbox reviews. I'm getting out there. I'm getting into films, baby. I am ready. And uh, follow me at Zimabimbim. Don't forget other podcasts that we are involved in. Nothing but Star Wars, and then YouTube.com/slash Execute Order 66 for massive Star Wars nerds. And uh, thank you guys so much. And see you later, you zags. Ha, 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 ha.